Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Jess, you know how facialists and derms are always telling us that the skin on our body deserves the same attention as the skin on our face? Well, Sol de Janeiro is giving me the inspiration to actually follow that advice for once. The Sol de Janeiro Beige Flor Elastic Cream is basically clinically proven skincare and body cream that smells amazing. The fact that the Beige Flor Elastic Cream smells so good and it's really effective makes it perfect two-in-one for me. Totally. The scent would be enough to keep me going, but the Sol de Janeiro Beige Flor Elastic Cream is also packed with some seriously effective skincare ingredients. There's cold press cacay oil. I've also been using the cream on my neck and chest, which is an area that could use some love. But to be honest, I wasn't really inspired to treat it before. However, since I've been using this, I've noticed a big difference. Plus, get this, Sol de Janeiro also did a third-party study of the Beige Flor Elastic Cream and found it improved the appearance of crepiness on consumers' chest skin in just two weeks. It's the smell for me, though, Jen. You can layer the Elastic Cream with Sol de Janeiro's Cherosa 68 Perfume Mist. You know the scent. It smells so good. It's got pink dragon fruit, lychee essence, vanilla, sun musk, mm-mm-mm. sheer. You can spray it whenever you want, wherever you want, on your hair, your clothing, your body. There's no rules. And we have some great news. Sol de Janeiro is offering you 10% off your first order on soldejanero.com and free shipping with the code mascara10. That's S-O-L-D-E-J-A-N-E-I-R-O, soldejanero.com and use the code mascara10 for 10% off. You'll know real when you get it. It'll say eBay Authenticity Guarantee, and you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head-turning handbag, a watch that says it all, jewelry that makes you look like the gem, sneakers and streetwear so fresh every step feels fly. When it comes to style and luxury, eBay gets it. They're making sure the things that you love are checked by experts. Not just any experts, specialized experts. Real people who love this stuff. With real hands-on authentication experience. So when you see that shiny blue check mark that says Authenticity Guarantee, shop with confidence. Every inch, stitch, sole, and logo is verified authentic through a detailed inspection. That's how you know that eBay's got your back. Because when you finally step into those sneakers, put on that watch, get your real gold glow up, swing that handbag over your shoulder, or step out in that streetwear, you'll realize that feeling is unlike any other. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Fat Mascara. I'm Jen Sullivan. Jess isn't with me because I'm on a different time zone and we've been trying to coordinate. I'm traveling to visit my stepson. So we weren't able to do a whole new episode and have me edit it, but I've got a classic interview for you. This is with Olivia Wilde and it originally aired September 2018. Wow, what a throwback. We actually called this episode, I'm from another planet, 
because that's what Olivia said in the interview. And she certainly knows how to make news as we've seen lately. In case you're not aware, Olivia is an actress and director. Her most recent film you must have heard of caused a lot of drama. It's called Don't Worry Darling and stars the actress alongside Harry Styles, Florence Pugh, and Chris Pine. So she's still a brand activist for the line True Botanicals. And that was why she wanted to come on the podcast back in 2018. I have to say, I also like that we're running this now because when we did this interview, it was the earlier days of the quote unquote clean beauty movement. And frankly, as I was listening, I realized we used to give a lot more leeway to guests who wanted to talk about why they avoided particular ingredients. And if they didn't have like a scientific reason for avoiding the ingredient, that was fine. It's still fine. It's your choice what you choose to put on your skin or not. But just keep that in mind as you listen, because this was four years ago. Certainly my thoughts on the whole clean movement have changed and I'm not sure if Olivia's have, but it's important to know this was a snapshot in time. This is not a fresh interview. It's a classic. Still, she was a lot of fun, super smart, and I wanted to revisit it since she's been in the news so much lately. So I hope you enjoy this throwback interview with Olivia Wilde. Okay, so we're here with a great interview. Heads up, it's fashion week here in New York busy, busy, which means Jess is busy doing Fashion Week business. And she left me and Olivia Wilde all alone. (laughs) Welcome to Fat Mascara. Thank you for having me. I didn't even do your whole introduction, but Olivia is an actress, a producer, a director, an activist. That's actually your official title, isn't it? (laughs) Like brand activist for True Botanicals. That's right. Yeah. Chief brand activist. And are you even here for Fashion Week? I heard that you were here for the UN. I was here for the UN. Yeah, what are you doing? And you. And Um, and Fat Mascara. Yeah. Obviously. They always go together. (laughs) I was helping introduce this cool collaboration between Mattel, who does Thomas the Tank Engine, Thomas and Friends. Of course. uh, And the UN, because they're doing a cool thing where introducing kids to the sustainable development goals through Thomas the Tank Engine shows, and they're introducing new female characters to make the trains, you know, reflect gender equality, and they talk about the climate change and global poverty. It's Wait, cool. doesn't Thomas use coal, though? Thomas has come a long way since oh, our day. He has solar energy now? <laughs> Thomas is solar. That's, yeah. That's cool. Yeah, it's a big deal. Excuse me, I don't have kids like you, so yeah. I didn't know. I got a whole bunch of kids. I can tell you all about this stuff. All, everybody listening is like, I thought this was a beauty podcast. Yeah, like, what? Get away from me, Thomas. Well, that's cool that you're here. So you were over at the um, yeah. UN. Yeah, that's which awesome. is an awesome place to be. They were having... They were having a special day. It was like field day at the UN. They were playing basketball. I was like, huh, this is fun. I'm going to come hang out here. Okay, well, we'll talk about lipstick and face oils and things. So it being a beauty podcast, before we get into what you do with True Botanicals, yeah. let's talk about your history with beauty. Yeah. I feel like this is where every woman learns about beauty at home when she's younger. What was your first introduction to like makeup and hairstyling? Did you have an icon? Well, my mom was always kind of my beauty icon. I mean, I think for a lot of young girls, when you look at your mom, you see her kind of morning routine or she's going out to dinner and you pay close attention. Like now I notice my daughter Daisy just watches me put on mascara and then she sits and pretends to put it on and she's not even two. Yeah. Like there's something intrinsic in that mother-daughter relationship that I think makes you kind of idolize that ritual. Yeah. So that's what I remember. I remember watching my mom put on makeup and she never wore a lot of it. She's really like an eyeliner gal and uh, still is. 
And I, that was the first thing I remember then, like, really discovering, like, Audrey Hepburn, probably the same time everyone else did, Bridget Bardot. And I was like, that's what I want. I want the Bardot look. And then I went through all the French girls. I wanted Jane Burke and I wanted Francoise Hardy. Like, that was the style I was going for. And tragically never quite got there, you, even when I attempted bangs and it was... I was just about to ask, did you do the bangs? <laughs> I did the bangs. We've all been there. We've all been Such there. Such a bad idea. What was, like, the first product you ever bought? Probably, like, manic panic hair dye. Which color do you remember? I went through the entire spectrum. I was rubine. Oh, my gosh. Which was, like, a burgundy. I think I tried rubine. I, at one point, tried to create um, a sunset on my hair, and it just turned into, like, shit brown. This was pre-ombre days, I guess. Yeah, I was really trying for the ombre, ahead of it, my time. It does get muddy, especially if you go swimming and things like that. It was just bad. In my little tiny bathroom, a little tiny sink with my head trying to, like, trying to achieve beauty greatness, failing. It's all right. We, are, we all try. So um, you've worked with a lot of beauty brands over the years in different capacities, right? Yeah. So what is different about your role with True Botanicals than, like, say, being the face of Revlon yeah. or Avon Perfumes or things like that? Yeah. True Botanicals is unique because I'm not the face of their company. Mm -hmm. I'm their chief brand activist, which means I help communicate the kind of larger goals of the company, which is to have a truly non-toxic brand. And that's harder to achieve than a lot of people know. It's not just about being organic. It's not just about being quote unquote natural. It's about actually being non-toxic and they really stay true to that. They're very strict with themselves. So my job is to help spread that message, to encourage people to try to incorporate that into their routine and to kind of elevate that conversation. The idea of natural beauty is something that is still sort of uh, hard for people to grasp sometimes. Like I always liken it to the organic food movement. Right. When I was a little kid, my parents shopped at like Safeway. And then at one point I remember everyone discovering organic milk and there was like this new thing. We were going to drink organic milk. And I was like, what is this? And then everything became organic. And it went from being this difficult adjustment in a lot of people's lives to then being the standard with which we eat and buy products. Some people, some people. Yeah. It, it, it has affected the global market, though, in, an, in a really massive way. Mm -hmm. It's become kind of the gold standard. The idea of something being organic in the food market is something that's now expected to a certain market, at least. Right. Um, and at a higher price point so that it can achieve that. But for skincare and for beauty, it's a harder shift. And I think... Right. Well, we're not eating it. So we're not eating it, even though our skin is our largest organ and you absorb so much of what you put on your skin. Right. But it's, it's take, you know, I think it's about baby steps. I always encourage people to like replace one thing in their beauty routine with a non-toxic product and go slowly. Yeah. Um, well, let's talk about the beauty industry as a whole before I ask you, I'm going to ask you what non-toxic means because yeah. every brand has a different yes. you know, agenda with that. But do you think that in general, there's anything the beauty industry at large, natural and non-natural non is doing right right now? Or anything they're doing wrong? Like, what's the positives first? The positive side of the beauty industry, I think, is inclusivity. You see a yeah. lot more uh, diversity in marketing. You see a lot more uh, a, kind of an attempt to create products that aren't as damaging. I think there's baby steps towards non-toxicity. They yeah. don't quite reach that goal. But you see people trying. Um, uh, and by people, I mean large corporations. And you see the growth of smaller startups. Like True Botanicals is a startup that's a, a small 
small group of people, two women from Mill Valley started this company out of a personal desire for an alternative. But now you're starting to see because of the internet, more companies growing like that, I think. A democratization. Yeah, because of direct to consumer. And now it's changed the way we shop and the way products are marketed. So there's some positive, I think, things happening in general, but there's more to be done. So how did you find... But before you found True Bot- Botanicals, how did you find out that, like, okay, I want to take some of these ingredients out of my products? Like, what led you to, like, go yeah. on this journey of discovery? I really – getting pregnant was a big game changer for me because suddenly you're being told, like, oh, now that you're pregnant, don't go near all these things Who you tells regularly. you that? Like, your, your doctor. doctor tells you right away, like, stay away from – uh, look at what's in your shampoo. Look at what's in your face wash. I've heard about it. hair dye. Hair dye, for sure, I've heard from doctors. Hair dye, yeah, that's right. Hair dye, I think the first thing that your doctor flags for you, like, be careful about that. Bleach, not so good for the mm-hmm. babe. But I started hearing it from my peers in mm-hmm. a big way. People saying, well, just be careful about all these things. And I was like, wait a minute. Why are we so careful when we're pregnant, but we don't give a shit about ourselves when we're not, like, carrying a parasite? Like, why is it just... <laughs> just for them and and we can just waste away and die and it doesn't matter so right. that that was when I started thinking about it a little more carefully um what was the first thing to go that you were like ah, I turned over the ingredient label and I was like we're not doing henna anymore or whatever it was <laughs> henna's probably fine right? no henna actually has some heavy metals oh in is it, it terrible okay yeah good. there's just not a lot of regulation good but. to know um, I think a lot of stuff with fragrance. Like I started okay. getting really tuned into like, well, if it's something has a heavy fragrance, it's pro- like look into what it There's has. There's a lot in of it. chemicals and fragrances and you're not always sure what they are. Exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just started doing a little bit of research on my own and just asking people like what's out there that's effective because that's the big kind of question, isn't it? Like you can go for the natural alternative, but often it's less effective. Like my mom, who's always been kind of ahead of the game on like organic natural movements, has always had like that like rosemary shampoo and conditioner in her shower that doesn't do shit for your hair like <laughs> it basically just like makes your hair more dry and yeah. and awful and i thought that's what i equated with like natural hair products skin products it's like it's not gonna it's work funny. i think hair natural hair is still the hardest of all it's still the hardest i will say the true botanicals hair stuff gets through my processed disgusting dry troll hair <laughs> it works it you. works like yeah. i've never met a conditioner a natural conditioner that could take on my hair and it does so that's something good. to be said for it. But I think a lot of people are like, I just want the results. And I'd like to try some non-toxic alternatives, but I just need the results. And I think it's very rare to have a company that actually can show clinical results like the True Botanicals. Can. For, for a lot of their like anti-aging claims and yeah. things like that. Yeah. Like I think what first turned me on to them when I met with them was that they had done those blind trials and the True Botanicals had beat La Mer for anti-aging. I was yeah. Like, well, that's kind of major. It's funny. A lot of the stuff inside the jar is all the same when you take the label off as far yeah. as standard products go. Yeah. But I never had the kind of immediate encyclopedic knowledge of like, let me read this label and I'll know immediately what's wrong. I was always like... Googling like Olivia Wilde, you're not a cosmetic chemist. I'm not. I really wish I was. (laughs) Really wish I was. But you came from like your family's all journalists, right? And you yourself have written for magazines and things. Yeah. Have do you find yourself updating the way you feel about products and what as you learn more and or as you read new things? Is this like a constant journey for you? Yeah, I think curiosity is is important and to be kind of vigilant about it, to never just kind of sit back and say, like, well, okay, I just accept this information, like constantly questioning is this actually the best thing for yeah. me? Um, 
And yeah, being a mother actually intensifies that for me because for instance, like I realized how much tactile connection I have with my kids. Like there's so much just like face rubbing. Yeah. And I was like, what's this doing? What what is this makeup doing to or laundry them? detergent? Or laundry or detergent or whatever. So yeah. They're, they're a big reason that I became more thoughtful about it. Or they're sucking on your finger and you have, like, yeah. nail polish on there. And you're exactly. Like, hmm. Exactly. Um, so speaking of your writing, I remember you wrote this thing for Glamour when you turned 30. Yes. I oh. loved that article. I had but a lot of fun with that article. It, it, was, it was very funny. And, but I'm, I'm going to pull something out from it and ask you about it. You said something to the effect of, I'm not sure if this is exactly right, but you were saddened by women who look like creepy aliens because of their Barbie noses and lips. I think you were just talking about, like, insane cosmetics. Really insane. And you were 30 at the time when, like, yeah. most of us at 30 don't even have that on our radar yet. No, but do you, you still it, feel that way? I, you know, I do still feel that way. And I hate to sound horribly judgmental, but I think it's the degree to which you see it being abused. And it, by it, I mean, like, just surgery in general, cosmetic sort of obsession. I think. I was shocked to see, even by my late 20s, how many people were getting, like, full reconstructive surgery and how many people were just... You just waved your hand at your whole body. Yeah, because people are, you know, it, you know, to a certain extent, I understand the desire to be your best self, and I, too, want that. But when I saw young women feeling so terrible, it was more of, like, a, a self-hatred that I was reacting ne- negatively to, not so much, like, the specific stylistic choices of someone's, you know, look, Mm -hmm. but like the real self-hatred that has only been made worse by social media and this obsession with comparing ourselves constantly and all the airbrushing and such. But I think I was really afraid when I got to 30 and realized this was something that was common that, you know, you go to the dermatologist and they're like, while you're here, we could take down that nose and fix that chin. Especially in your line of business. I feel like, have you ever been like to a casting or something? Someone's like, you're great, but we just got to fix your right nostril. I haven't. I haven't. They've probably done it like silently or behind closed doors when I walk away. I was a casting assistant for a while and those conversations would happen. Like the door closes and they're like, she's great. We're never going to cast that nose. Yeah, Or more like, but like, she's just like not voluptuous enough. And like, did I remember a director saying, was one of her legs shorter than the other one? And I was like, that woman went to Yale drama and she was sitting down. What are you talking about? <laughs> she was acting. They're the same length and you thought one was shorter. So she's good. Yeah. Jess, you know how facialists and derms are always telling us that the skin on our body deserves the same attention as the skin on our face? Well, Sol de Janeiro is giving me the inspiration to actually follow that advice for once. The Sol de Janeiro Beige Flor Elastic Cream is basically clinically proven skincare and body cream that smells amazing. The fact that the Beige Flor Elastic Cream smells so good and it's really effective makes it perfect two-in-one for me. Totally, the scent would be enough to keep me going, but the Sol de Janeiro Beige Flor Elastic Cream is also packed with some seriously effective skincare ingredients. There's whole pressed cacay oil. I've also been using the cream on my neck and chest, which is an area that could use some love. But to be honest, I wasn't really inspired to treat it before. However, since I've been using this, I've noticed a big difference. Plus, get this, Sol de Janeiro also did a third-party study of the Beige Flor Elastic Cream and found it improved the appearance of crepiness on consumers' chest skin in just two weeks. It's the smell for me, though, Jen. You can layer the Elastic Cream with Sol de Janeiro's Cherosa 68 Perfume Mist. You know the scent. It smells so good. It's got pink dragon 
grapefruit, lychee essence, vanilla, sun musk, mm-mm-mm, sheer. You can spray it whenever you want, wherever you want, on your hair, your clothing, your body. There's no rules. And we have some great news. Sol de Janeiro is offering you 10% off your first order on soldejanero.com and free shipping with the code mascara10. That's S-O-L-D-E-J-A-N-E-I-R-O, soldejanero.com and use the code mascara10 for 10% off. know if the invitations have started coming in for you, but we're about to enter what I like to call, what kind of underpinnings should I wear to your wedding season? That's right. We probably all have some cute new dresses for weddings and events coming up this spring, and I'll tell you what needs to go under them. Honey love. I am not about to squeeze my way through another person's wedding in uncomfortable shapewear that rolls up. I got the Honey Love Super Power Short. Full disclosure, I also wore it on New Year's Eve because I had on sequins and I wanted everything to lay smooth. And that's what Honey Love does. The Super Power Shorts have targeted compression technology that distinguishes between areas where you want more support and areas where you need less compression. Their signature X targets and sculpts without squeezing your curves, and you won't have to worry about the waist rolling down thanks to flexible boning that's hidden in the side seams. The Honey Love Super Power Short also gives your butt a nice lift. The shorts have these built-in boost bands that give everything a subtle, comfortable, let's just say boost. We're not talking unbelievable plastic surgery levels of butt lifting, just a little zhuzh. And as you know, Honey Love has more than just sculpt wear. They have incredibly comfortable bras. How many times have Jess and I talked about the bras? They also have tanks, leggings, everything you need for everyday support. Treat yourself to the best bras and shapewear on the market and save 20% off at honeylove.com slash mascara. Use our exclusive link to get 20% off honeylove.com slash mascara. After you purchase, they're going to ask you where you heard about them. Please support our show and tell them that we sent you. Honeylove.com slash mascara. Move with confidence thanks to Honeylove. Guys, I have to admit, I like a little bit of luxury, but I don't want to just buy one luxurious item. I want to buy several things. And that's where Quince comes in. Quince is here to transform the way you shop with a range of high quality items priced within reach so I can buy a couple of things. Yeah, you don't like a little bit of luxury. You like a lot of bit of luxury. Okay, it is a lot. I guess you're right, you're right. Load up your cart though. At Quince, it's totally fine. They have 100% Mongolian cashmere sweaters for $50, organic cotton sweaters, washable silk. They partner direct with top factories so they cut out the cost of the middleman and pass the savings along to you and us. And me, for example, I mean, how many things have I bought from Quince? My latest acquisition is the European linen sheet set. I wanted to jump on that whole linen sheet trend. I want to just feel like Cleopatra. And they have so many great colors. It's breathable, feels luxurious, but doesn't cost luxury prices. Indulge in affordable luxury. Go to quince.com slash fatmascara for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's quince.com slash fatmascara to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash fat mascara. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash fat mascara. You're director now too. You've been working on this movie and you're doing casting. Yes. Do you find it hard to sit there? It's not objectification, but in a way it is. You have to fill a need based on someone's looks, the way they talk, everything like that. Do you ever 
does do you have empathy now that you're on the other side of the table? Major empathy. And I think that's probably one of the greatest gifts about being an actor, director, and why a lot of people enjoy doing it is because you can really empathize with your cast and you can say, for instance, okay, I know it's the middle of the night and I'm asking you to jump in this pool and it's cold and you're tired and I've been there. I have been there. And I can tell you why I'm going to do it, why it's worth it, how long you'll have to do it for. I won't make you suffer. Like, that I always yearned for in directors. And when I worked for actor directors like Ron Howard or John Favreau, I was always really appreciative that they really did understand the process. But in casting specifically, I was so appreciative of everyone who came in and poured their heart out for me. And I just realized like, man, acting is this incredibly vulnerable profession that you just go around feeling things and offering yourself to people like, I can feel all my feelings for you. Um, oh, and I, especially oh, that sounds horrible yeah, to me. It was, it was intense also because everybody was really young. So I had a lot of really new actors who were just learning to do that for the first time. So they put a tremendous amount of trust in me and I was really cognizant of that the whole time. And then they became like all oh, my little baby children. Wait, the movie you directed is about two high school girls? Yes. Yeah, so the protagonists are at that age yes. that your daughter's going to be at some age. Exactly. Someday. Yeah. How are you like both your daughter and your son, how are you going to do the whole social media thing and try and get them to Dude, not feel that way? I have no idea. Did you see 8th Grade? The movie? Yeah. No, I didn't see it's it. It's so good, and it deals with... I lived 8th Grade. Yeah, I know. I barely <laughs> survived 8th Grade. It deals with that, and I, I only left more terrified of what I'm going to do with my own kids. I can't imagine being young now. The FOMO, the comparison, the obsession, it would have ruined me. I don't think I would have... I don't think I would have handled it well at all. So I don't know what I'm going to do. I guess try to encourage them not to lose their lives to it. But I, know, I, I always find when I see a little girl and I'm like, oh, you look so pretty. I'm like, oh, I, I mean, you're so smart. Like you try, but it's just so ingrained in us to talk that it way. It really is. I, I do it all the time to my daughter and I don't even notice it. And I realize I'm only reinforcing the, all those negative things. Okay. You brought up eighth grade. So I'm going to go there. Like, what were you insecure about in eighth grade? Oh my gosh. <laughs> Sorry. I mean, I, you make your living in, on the other side of the camera yeah. looking, looking like a little bit wild. So. I was, I was always, um, a little uncomfortable in my skin. I was always like, I always felt, you know, chubby. I tweezed off all my eyebrows at once. I think I shaved them off. Then I tweezed them off. Like I was always into like, was it transformation? Did you get close to the mirror? And then when you backed up, you're like, like, Oh no. I really thought I could look like Kate Moss if I did it right. I really was convinced. Like, I think we all did. Yeah. Wait, what do you do to your eyebrows these days then? Now they're microbladed on. You did microblading? (laughs) Yeah. Cause I was like, I don't have time for this shit. Who did you go to in LA? Yeah. Audrey Glass. She's fantastic. They look very good. Thank you. Nice arch. Thank you. They're not too you know, solid. You can't have that block solid brow. That's not good. Right. It has to be feathery looking. Yeah. yeah. Um, okay. So you plucked off all your eyebrows. Just Yeah. General... And I was just like general. I think it was really kind of universal. I, I wish that I had known how universal all those feelings were at the time. Cause I kind of thought it was just me. Like I remember there was this girl in my, in my elementary school named Rachel who always looked so manicured. Like her nails were always perfect. Her hair was perfect. And I just was like, I'm from another planet. I'm from planet like messy slob who, and you are this perfect being. And I, I found my way out of it through like just removing myself from kind of like teen girl culture. And I was really into like seventies culture, specifically like soul music. I really threw myself into like vintage clothes and listening to a lot of soul music and hip hop. And I I found happiness in that kind of culture. Cause I was like, I can't compare 
to the the teen girl, I don't know, like at that time, 90210 kind of like. So they're all comparing lip gloss shades and you're like, you guys, this mixtape is awesome. Yes. <laughs> yeah. And it like it led me to a much happier life. And so then through high school, I wasn't really trying to be the pretty girl. I could not compete. And I was like, I don't want to want to be competing. That's insane. There was yeah. this really beautiful girl in high school. I remember walking. I went to a boarding school. I remember walking. You went to like a fancy boarding school yeah. too where probably everybody looked like that girl, everybody, Rachel. <laughs> well, I know. They were all so clean. But I, <laughs> I walked behind this girl, Lindsay, on the path sometimes. And I remember, I'll never forget just like her swinging, perfect blonde ponytail. And I was like, how's her hair look like that? It's like a Barbie hair do. And I found out she slept in rollers. And that oh was like, God. that concept was so far beyond me. And I was like, what do you mean? She's like a geisha with like a neck block behind yeah. her to like stay in position. And she wore like little booty shorts and had these long tan Barbie legs. And I was just like that. I don't come from that same planet. And I don't know how to make sense of it. And... I just veered away. Mm-hmm. And luckily, I think that saved me in theater of blah, blah, blah. Interests took me away from obsessing. But that's why, like, social media would have done me in. Because yeah. I would have been there on Lindsay's Instagram being like, how? I kind of want to go on Lindsay's Instagram. <laughs> Where is she now? Um, this, this leads me a little bit to, you talked about your mom briefly, and now she's running for office, yes, right? Yes, In Virginia? In Virginia, 5th District. So being a female politician, to me, seems like you have so much more work to do than yeah. a male politician. Have you talked to your mom at all about this? Like, do you think that she's being put to a different standard than um, male politicians? Yeah, I think it's a really interesting year in politics in general. (laughs) Isn't it, though? (laughs) But specifically for women running for Congress now, because obviously you know there's more women running than ever before. She's running for U.S. Congress or state Congress? She's running for U.S. Congress. She wants to be the representative from Virginia's 5th District. So she wants... So right now it's a red district. She wants to flip it blue. Swing Left has identified it as one of our crucial... Uh, swing districts to flip Congress. I say our, just assuming everybody's like-minded. I don't mean to do that, but seriously, come on. And I think that she's being held to a different standard because she's a woman based on how few women are still in Congress. I think Mm -hmm. we're only at 15% of Congress. I think that's similar to what the legislature in Afghanistan is. Yeah. Isn't it crazy that in 1992, there were only two women in Congress? Here in the U.S.? Yeah. Meanwhile, like Margaret Thatcher. Yeah. Like, it, Isn't that it insane? Is, and one of them is. was because her husband had died and she had taken over a seat. Yeah, I remember. Well, I don't remember. And then, but like, but. It, it just blows my mind how recent women moving into Congress is. And so I think it'll be really interesting to see what happens when all these incredible women who are running now, if elected, how that'll instantly transform yeah, things. Yeah, because women sort of have to defeminize themselves in a way. Like, for, like you know, wear the suits, a boxy suit. God forbid we, should, we shouldn't be wearing, like, a low pump. Right. Like, girls, women wear sneakers now. Like, that's what we wear with dresses. It looks cool. Like, yeah. yeah. But I feel like... It, and if our hair is a little bit like we have messy hair right now, it's cool and messy. Well, I mean, this was the Hillary Clinton insanity that she was held to such an insane standard and nothing she could do was right. Because Did your mom have to get like an image consultant to do all she this? She would not have. Even if <laughs> someone had tried to force that on her, it wouldn't have worked. But what's amazing is like my mom was an investigative journalist her whole life. She was a war correspondent. She's been in the most dangerous places on earth. And she approaches her work now with the same amount of courage and dedication. I'm just so in awe of what it takes to run for office. It's a constant pounding the pavement, communicating, yeah. and unfortunately so much fundraising. That's the part that bumps me out that yeah. you know our system is still so hell-bent on being focused entirely on money that 
it leaves people very little time to focus on other things. And here I am asking you about her lipstick shade. Sorry, Mom. <laughs> um, okay, I mean, we are a beauty podcast, but um, so I do want to talk specific products a little bit, too. Yeah. To get back to True Botanicals real quick, if you could have, like, two or three products from them, what would yeah. you take? Um, the oil, the face oil is the best thing that they, I mean, that, that's the thing that really brought me in. I didn't know a lot about face oils. I had tried things that felt like they made makeup slide right off my skin or they felt too oily for my skin. And I didn't understand how an oil could help me fight acne. That didn't make any sense to me until two botanicals. So I would say their oil, specifically the clear line, which is what I used to fight. What's the acne fighter in it? Uh, it's it's a combination of different ingredients, but it has an antibacterial. It does have an antibacterial quality. I'm trying to remember what. There's a really fun, cool ingredient that is the most interesting and effective one. I'll find it for as you. As we as we've already noted, you are not a cosmetic chemist. It's I am fine. not. I'm the worst <laughs> chemist. But you like their face oil. Okay, what else? There, the uh, let's see, the antioxidant powder that you mix with the serum mm-hmm. is really excellent. Um, God, the nutrient mist. I'm oh, you're a mist. You're a face mist person. Oh yeah. Yeah. Are you a dog person or cat person? Dog. See, my theory holds. There's an ongoing theory. If you like face mist, you're a dog person. But That's if you don't, you're a cat person. Interesting. What are we up to now? Like, I'm looking at my producer, Charlotte. Like, 10 out of 10, That's right? A lot, yeah. I, should, I should do a white paper. I'm publishing. You should, you're going to take this to the people. <laughs> I, I, I'm also really fond of their hair stuff. I will say, like I said before, the shampoo conditioner. Yeah. Um, and the body stuff. But the new product that's got me really excited right now is the aromatherapy. <gasps> We're allowed to talk about it? I think so. When does I, it come out? It comes out in October, right? Yeah. I think so. I think that's when we talked about it before. Yeah, they're doing a ro- you're doing aromatherapy oils, right? The roll-ons. Yeah. yeah. Which is your favorite? The stress relief. Do you need that? Yeah. <laughs> it's It's, for me, I think a, a, just an opportunity to take a deep breath you know, a handful of times a day, but it is also really effective. I mean, there's, you know, the science behind it, lowering your cortisol levels and all of that is is proven. But for me, it personally, it's just a moment to really take a centering beat. You know what I mean? Are there, like, what's your favorite, If besides a blended oil, like what's a scent that just makes you feel at home and comforted? Mm, I love sandalwood. Huh. I'm Did you have it in your childhood or any night? I don't or? know. It must have been somewhere. But it makes like, you feel... Sandalwood makes me feel really good. I notice that that's the green... Whenever I like something, it's the it sandalwood, sandalwood in it. Yeah. Um, so True Botanicals doesn't do makeup. And in fact, that's been the problem with a lot of nat- natural brands. They right. don't do... You've been very experimental with your makeup looks over the years. I don't yeah. know if that's your doing or your makeup artist's. It's my doing. It's my doing. I've never had like a look that I just stick to. I uh, love that though. Because then it's like... When I worked at uh, magazines where we had to have celebrity pictures, I'm like, let's see what Olivia Wilde does. She always does like a fun eyeliner color just to change it up. I like to have fun with it because why not? I also get to work with all these amazing artists, these makeup artists, and it's like, why rein them in? Yeah. So what are some of your favorite makeup products these days? I'm, uh, let's see, I'm really a fan of the Kyra Weiss. Are you supposed to say Kyra Weiss? I've met her and I could still not tell you. <laughs> I could barely, yeah. But I like a lot of, I like their. They're heavy compacts though. I know. That's the one thing. It's like a real weapon in your bag. You can use it to throw it, um, someone if that's you need. That's a good beauty hack. A Thank beauty you. Hack. Throw it's your, also a defense throw your compact <laughs> in if you need. Their blush I really like. Um, and then, uh, gosh, I mean. What about mascara? It's fat mascara. You got it. 
I have, okay, I'm going to come right out and admit I have uh, eyelash extensions, so I don't use mascara regularly because I'm one of those lazy people. With oh, I saw extensions. this on your Vogue video, actually. Yeah. You're a cheater. I'm How a cheater. often do you have to get them? You're supposed to get them every three weeks. I probably get them every like, month three and a half. Three weeks? Is a, that's a lot of time to go lay there for two hours. I know. That's why I don't ever do it regularly enough. But the smart ladies do it every three weeks. Do your makeup artists ever get annoyed at you that like they're all wonky when they're getting they're growing out? Or they, like, they deal with it? They deal with it. I think, you know, I really embrace them this past year that I've been directing and then editing. Like, I just haven't had a lot of time for self-care. And it is for the busy people. It's a real good lazy hack. I don't know. That and the microblading. I was like, yeah, why not? I'll and then just do that. Your eyes are defined and you're like, Then okay. you're done. Just yeah. put on some concealer. Um, okay, let's talk about fragrance because if Jess were here, she's a fragrance fanatic as well. But do you wear a perfume or are you into like oils? What's your... I'm into oils. Dress? Like I just find... I'm really sensitive to smells and I I prefer... Like an, an oil. oil. I have like an essential, an essential oil. And I think that's why I've really been liking the aromatherapy roll-ons because I actually wear them as a scent now. Like I wear that stress relief as my constant scent. And then just go around giving hugs to yes, people. and relieving everyone's stress as I go through this the world. This is what all film directors should do, I yes. think. It is really funny, though, because when I gave birth to both my kids, the nurses at Mount Sinai Hospital were like, ah, oh, this is the good smelling room. Because like, I'm into oils. I love oils. I just like rubbing oils on everyone. And even my editing bay right now just like smells really nice. And yeah. it smells really woodsy. I don't know. I'm into like woodsy oils. Do you do candles? I kind of prefer... Um, Here I am uh, burning a candle. Sorry. I should I hate them. It's a no, natural one, I think. I... I I think the the diffusers, like I'm into Oh, those. like an oil diffuser. I mm -hmm. just think there's something about it that feels like it just, I don't know. I like the kind of vibe it gives my space. Got it. Yeah. So we talked about a lot. What should I have asked you that I didn't ask you? What do you wish people asked you? You get interviewed you know, all the time. I mean, I think, I think specifically to like beauty and the idea of like not having to be a chemist to approach products that are non-toxic and what non-toxic really means. My MO is always like, do your best to do a tiny bit more research into alternatives that might end up being as effective as whatever you're already using. Mm -hmm. Like, I really have benefited from just like cleaning out my makeup routine of everything that just was super harsh and uh, unnecessarily so and just simplifying it. I do think there's something that we lose when we lose the kind of ritual of taking care of ourselves in a positive way. I mean, not to sound super hokey, but I think of it as like the moment where I get to have like a personal kind of like spa moment where I'm like in my woodsy tributanical spa and I put on my oils as opposed to like your beauty routine centering only around problems mm -hmm. and, and a critical eye. I think I've always approached makeup in that way. Like it's a fun thing. It's not about covering up who you are. And I think for skincare, I just have enjoyed getting rid of everything that's like this crazy acid that's going to burn off a layer of my skin so I look better and rather just simplifying it down to things like this is nourishment, this smells good, this makes me feel good. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, so I'm always telling people like just replace a few things in your routine and see if it ends up making you emotionally feel better too. 
Yeah. Because True Botanical is going to come out with uh, eyelash extension glue for us. <laughs> it's, I, I can't imagine how terrible <laughs> eyelash extensions must be in terms of toxicity. I'm horrified. But like you Baby said, steps. You, you, you do what you can, right? You do what you can. Yeah, Just, I'm you, doing my best. I'm always learning. And that's the thing. I've had a lot of fun working with the True Botanicals ladies because they're so well-informed. And yeah. I love it. They, they, you know, when they launched aromatherapy, Hillary Peterson, the co-founder, went and got her degree in aromatherapy. Yeah, she, she was got like sending me German studies and stuff yes. about like uh, yeah breathing patterns yeah. and things so. so you know they they, they mean it and, and I, I just enjoy learning from them as as we go along and I just I don't know I just encourage people to remain curious and take care of themselves that's a good thing we learned a lot from you too thank you so much for coming on Fat Mascara thank you this for having fun. me it was really fun we hope you enjoyed the show It's your reviews and feedback that help us make the podcast even better. Head over to iTunes to rate and review us or email your thoughts to info at fatmascara.com. We also want to answer your beauty questions and hear what products you love. To share a Razor One product review or to ask a beauty question, email us at info at fatmascara. If you send it as a voice memo file, we can even share your voice on the podcast. You can also do that by leaving us a voice message. Our phone number in the United States is 646-481-8182. Thanks so much for listening. Hey everyone, it's Jen and Jess from the beauty podcast Fat Mascara here to talk about Sol de Janeiro. So many of the beauty experts we interview on our show say that the key to great skin is to treat every inch of your body with the same attention you give your face. One of our favorite ways to do that is with Sol de Janeiro's Beige Flor Elastic Cream, a rich body cream that's clinically proven to boost collagen and has been shown to improve skin crepiness on the chest in just two weeks. Plus, it's scented with Sol de Janeiro's Charosta 68 fragrance. Sol de Janeiro is offering you 10% off your first order on soldejanero.com and free shipping with the code ACAST10. That's S-O L-D-E-J-A-N-E-I-R-O soldejanero.com and use the code ACAST10 for 10% off.